0: 80% of your time, more 90% of your time chasing 10% of the words. Hi there, Steve Kaufman here. Uh, today I want to talk of course about language learning, but I want to talk about the 80-20 rule or Pareto's principle as it applies to language learning. Remember, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe, click on the bell for notifications, and if you follow me on a podcast service, please leave a comment, I do appreciate it. So. We've all, I shouldn't say we all, but many of us are familiar with the idea that let's say if you're in a company, uh, a small number of customers will account for most of your business. You know, uh, a small number of criminals do most of the crime. Uh, there are many situations. If you Google, uh, Pareto's principle, you will find all kinds of examples of how a small number of any sort of series of events will account for the lion's share of these events. So people say, well, this also applies to language learning, by the way, I should point out that there was a comment about the quality of my audio. I'm always sensitive to this. I want to make sure I do the best I can. Uh, I've tried a number of different speakers, microphones rather, and it always seems that the best sound comes from my MacBook. And so I discontinued using these other microphones, but then I had the criticism again, so I decided that I would plug this, uh, uh, microphone in and see if the sound is any better. Please let me know. Now, maybe again, it's a small number of people complaining who account for all the complaints. However, if I can actually improve the quality of the audio, I'm very happy to do so. So you often hear people say. And it's quite true to say that a small number of words, a thousand words, depending on, you know, whatever statistics are used, 500 words, a thousand words account for, let's say 70% of the word count in a given bit of content. Now, first of all, let's say that this Pareto principle, 80, 20 rule, it doesn't mean exactly 80 and 20, it can be 70, 30, it can be 90, 10. But it just means that a small number of problems account for most of the inconvenience that we experience. Maybe in language learning, you make the same mistakes over and over again. So it's a small number of grammar problems that give you most of your difficulty, let's say with the language you're learning. And people say, you know, if you just learn the hundred most common words, then you'll be able to deal with most language contexts. Unfortunately, when it comes to language learning, that's not the case. In other words, you can know, and it's relatively easy to get to know the most common thousand words because they show up, you know, as I've said before, the frequency is very high with these words. You get to know them pretty quickly uh, as long as you continue studying. Unfortunately, the other 30%, even 20% of words that you need in order to understand any meaningful context is a very large number. And so in English, or at least in language learning, you end up spending basically 80% of your time, more 90% of your time chasing 10% of the words. So it's kind of an inverse Pareto principle. And to illustrate this, I'll show you my statistics. So let's look at how the, uh, Pareto principle or really the reverse Pareto principle applies to language learning. If I look at say Farsi, which is where I am right now, and I go to my profile and I recommend that you do that from time to time, uh, if I look at sort of my known words for the last, uh, you know, all time, for example, uh, I have say 12,000 known words, however. Um, and, and I have, if I look at links created, uh, I have, um, 32,000. So 32,000 words, I have attempted to learn most of them. I still haven't learned. However, if we say that a thousand words accounts for 60, 70% of any given context, the overwhelming majority of my words. Uh, are words that are outside the sort of scope of those most frequent, you know, that Pareto principle should account for the bulk of any context. I need all these words. And similarly, if I change this to let's take check, for example, uh, I mean, I've created 60,000 links in check 60,000 links and probably the most common thousand words, uh, will account for the bulk of any text that I'm going to read, but I need all these other words. And I could show you this in every language that I've learned on Link, And I, I think it applies to all of us. We need a lot of words. And so the most frequent words, it's nice to think that you're going to have 60, 70% of any context, uh, but you're going to learn those words anyway. So the idea that you can ace the language by focusing on the most common words, according to some kind of Pareto principle actually is not the case. You know, if we, first of all, accept the fact that the thousand most frequent words in any language are going to amount or or cover, you know, 60, 70, 80% of the word count in any text, depending on the nature of the text, depending on the language. But there's a, a very high proportion of high frequency words that show up in any text. Uh, however, as I've said before, the frequency declines very, very quickly. But you look at, at my numbers, uh, for Arabic, for Czech, for literally any language that I've learned at Link, and you can go and do this yourself. Go look through if you're studying one language or several languages, and you'll see just how large a vocabulary you need in order to be fluent, in order to start to understand interesting content in, in, from books or from movies or from any source, uh, maybe content that you need for your work, you're going to find that you need even for movies where the vocabulary level is lower. But if you get into technical subjects, the vocabulary required is very specialized and in order to acquire this vocabulary, you have to do a lot of reading and listening. So you end up spending 90% of your time pursuing, you know, in the case of, I'm going from memory here, but if, if even in Czech, I think I have 60,000 words, but the most frequent thousand words will account for most of the content. So there is no shortcut. I guess that's the message. There is no shortcut because language is about learning words. I haven't, I tried to Google to find out if there's some sense of how many grammatical structures or patterns there are in a given, you know, in English or in other languages and how many of them tend to show up all the time and how many of them are less frequent or conversely, are there certain patterns that give the greatest difficulty to learners of a certain language? And, and that might be an example of the Pareto principle, you know, maybe ser and estar in Spanish continue to give a lot of difficulty or uh, in Russian or in Slavic languages, the case endings or, uh, you know, other things like this. So, th- but the structures that cause the most difficulty may also be the structures that show up the most often. And maybe it's just through continuing to listen and read and allowing your brain gradually get to, to get used to these structures that you get better at them. Because I've had the experience of reading the explanations over and over again, and still not being able to nail, uh, you know, case endings in Russian or, um, you know, verbs of motion or this kind of thing. So uh, I just wanted to raise this issue and I'd be interested in, in, uh, the reaction from people, uh, to what extent is this Pareto principle applicable? Is there something that I'm missing here? Is there some way that we can take advantage of the Pareto principle to speed up our language learning? Unfortunately, I suspect that this is not the case. And I thought I'd leave you with a couple of videos that you can, uh, you know, add to, or f- follow up on if you want more information on this subject. I did one on the Pareto, Pareto, principle some while ago, which you could check out. And again, uh, part of my sort of, what I find so important in the su- on this subject is that we do need a lot of words. So please check out the video that I did on that subject as well. Bye for now.